You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Lowered expectations. Somehow this is like like if if Wales was tying your was was kissing your sister Ty, this was like kissing your stepsister who's not related by blood and like you know is sort of hot. Yeah, you know that's okay, right? Like legally speaking. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a soccer version of the Touchline Media Group, because if you tie to us in soccer, it's 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 not officially soccer, but it's it's we are allowed to keep calling it soccer. Um, <laughs> yes, we are allowed to call it soccer. You guys can't. Had we won, you would have had to call it soccer. Yeah, I mean, that's how that works. Um, I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Um, This episode brought to you by the Smith Workers Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, Paramount Plus. And what's the most American beer? Budweiser? Yingling. Okay. All right. Like the... the, They're American. Yeah. They're American owned and they're like 300 years old. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So Yingling. Um, Get at us. We would love it. Also, I, I feel like bourbon... Is is there like I, I feel like like domestic bourbons are are specifically American because I think you can't have a bourbon not from America, isn't it? Like a, a champagne thing. Yeah, Kentucky. It's ironic, bourbon. I suppose, because they've taken the name from it from the Royal House of France. Correct. So yes. even the most American alcohol is like French, sort of. <laughs> Anyways, oh wow, America! America stole some of its culture. Who could have seen that coming? Uh, I mean, I took a class on American culture once. It's basically all of it. Actually, there's, there's, there's a good argument that the only purely American art form is jazz. Yeah. Um, and everything that, like, obviously all of the, uh, the outgrowths of jazz. Um, but, yes. uh, 
So, so speaking of jazz, uh, there was some, some, there was not really a lot of great improvisation today. I can think of one moment of like really nice improvisation. Um, but, uh, but there was a lot of it. I mean, there was some very solid, uh, buildups. I will say that it was almost exclusively up our right side, which was a little worrying. I mean, that uh, just seems to be our team. <laughs> like, Des right, but like, with Musa is the game. <laughs> or right, I guess it was but like, when you are as predictable as I am in FIFA 21, uh, that's a problem if you're an, if you're an international team hoping to make, like, noise. No, it's sort of like the, the, like, you know, like the normal curve where it's like on, on the way left of this, it's like, oh, 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 gonna go up the right side every time. And then in the middle, it's like, you have to have a diverse attack. And then like on the super smart side, it's like, no, you just are better on the right. You should probably just go up the right side. Um, so it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like how at the lowest and highest ends of basketball, there's a ton of one-on-one because it's yes. like, well, we have a guy who is better than their guy, so we should probably do that. <laughs> yes. ISO is most ISO is most uh reliable at both the NBA level and the under six level. Yeah. I mean, as a as a basketball coach, um Oh, we know, have a six year old that can dribble without traveling. Give him the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But anyway, so we we played a game of soccer today. Um it was encouraging. Uh, yeah. So again, this is what we're talking about with like expectation management, which is something that this podcast likes to preach a lot. Going into this game, had you told me, actually going into the day, had you told me, you know, America was going to draw with England, I would have been ecstatic. But Wales coughing up one to Iran kind of makes that a little bit more, um, I guess, precipitous. And then, uh, you know, so now we, we, now we back ourselves into a point where it is, you know, cut and dried, beat Iran and we move on, anything else and we go home, which isn't, you know, really the position that I would have liked to have been in, but we got a point off England at a major international tournament. Like, there's there's no shame in that. No, and I, I would say really, like, the sort of, if, you, if you're going to have, like, sort of a broader um, broader sort of understanding of this is that you would not have expected and going into the 90th minute or the 93rd minute of that game or whatever. Um, Iran, like if that, if that game's a draw, then we're just in a situation where we're good because then we would just need England to beat Wales, which they will almost certainly do. Um, But I, I would say given the situation and given sort of our expectations, um, you know, I think, I think I'll take this. Like if you had told me at the beginning of the day, zero, zero draw, I would have been like, yeah, all right, cool. Great. So my thing though is, is I, I agree with that, but had you told me going into the tournament, when we go all the way, all the way back to the beginning uh, that, you know, we got three draws and we end up with three points in, in group stage. I, honestly, like that would have seemed like a pretty good uh, outcome to me, but you know, that's assuming that Iran only ties us and loses to the other two and stuff like, and like Wales ties us and beats England and all this. Like, like there, I don't there, think there was, there was an, an outcome where three points was enough. Um, and having watched, having watched these three matches, uh, even though we've only come away with two points, you know, we, I think that we've looked better than, we definitely look better than Wales for, you know, a large 
stretch of that game and then looked much worse than Wales for a large stretch of that game. And then honestly, I thought we looked better or at least like comparable to England for the majority of that game. We looked them in the, in the eye, right? Like the the, the game is outside of the first 15 to 20 minutes where it was, I I think um, the Americans were a little jittery, but once they settled down, you know, we stared them in the eye and we didn't back down. So it's going to be kind of disappointing now if, if we don't, if this team doesn't move on based on those two matches so far. Well, I, I think the thing is, is that we, if, if, if you go based on, on, on deserve and right, so sports have very little to do with deserve, but we right. deserve to beat Wales and we deserve to tie England. So we, if, if, if we're sitting on four points right now, instead of two, then we're saying to ourselves, all right, cool. Great. Don't lose, to, don't lose yeah. to Iran. Fine. Right. Um, but I think just sort of the, the reality situation and Wales not holding up their end of the bargain by losing to Iran, we're in a situation where we need to sort of, we need to take care of business on Tuesday, which is fine. I mean, look, all you can ask for going into the last game is a chance to get through. You know what you need to do. Go out and, and look, this would be a great game for, uh, for, for, for a Geo Reyna against a team that does not need to score and does not need to, like, just make your midfield Adams, Reyna, and Aronson. Just all attack. <laughs> Four one five. Uh, uh, yeah, I, honestly, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, I think we deserve kind of an explanation on Reina at this point. Like, we de- uh, he deserve got, an explanation on Reina he, at this point. I, I mean, he got in today, which is better than not getting in. But he got in for what eight minutes? Like, yeah. why well, was he not subbed in? Stoppage time, but yeah, fine. Why was he not subbed in prior to the seventieth minute? Especially was, when it was very clear that, like, we were, like, we had control. We we had some good, like we said, good buildup on the right, and there were some good buildups. Like, why not put in that extra X factor on offense and see if he can't break through the break through the glass? Like, it, it just didn't, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense is the answer. It doesn't make sense. Um, but I, I think as you look at, at this team and, and Gio Reyna specifically, um, like, you just have to say to yourself, like, if he's healthy and he's not, and he's played eight minutes in the first two games of the World Cup, yeah, then serious questions need to be asked of Greg Berhalter that like we haven't asked yet. And there have been a lot of serious questions about Greg Berhalter, but like if you're not playing Gio Reyna and you've played Jordan Morris for the same amount of time, basically, and you're playing, you know, Kellen Acosta for more time, then like. Yeah, I'm- there's definitely not. So there's, I mean, I think Morris is really the only, and Jack Moore, which is not well, a different point position. of a, that's different what I was going to say. Position. It's not quite yeah. of a one-to-one. That's more of an apples to oranges, but like still, Shaq Moore getting more, Shaq Moore getting more time at the World Cup than Gio Reyna is just, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I, I understand that there's different positions and different positional needs, and we have more of a plethora of attackers than we do, and, and midfielders really, which is, I guess, what Geo is at this point. Then we do defensive players, especially defensive players that can, you know, play out wide and everything. But still, like, Gio Reyna is arguably our best player. Uh, at times, he definitely is our best player. It's just kind of like a health issue with him. He should not be seen eight total minutes, or even, I mean, even if he sees 38 minutes over three games, like, that's not enough uh, unless there's something 
you know, unless he's injured or they or they don't like there's questions about his fitness. Cause I will say when he came in, he came on today, he looked a lot skinnier than I remember. Like uh, yeah. maybe, I mean, maybe call it leaner if you want to, but he looked a lot smaller than I remembered him the last couple of times he's gotten on like for real time with Dortmund in the U S so maybe there's some issues with with fitness, but otherwise it, it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's gotta be something going on. That's all I'll say is that, is that something's going on. And we know for a fact, we know for a fact that Greg Berhalter does drop people from his plans because he doesn't like them personally. And Gio that's Reyna. An ex- I'm, that's unexcusable. I get what you're saying, but like, if that's actually what it is, that is an absolutely ridiculous, like that's a that's fireable, fireable offense. offense. Yeah, yes, fireable offense. There, like mid-turning. I understand. I understand to an extent not liking John Brooks, not wanting to deal with somebody who is like arguably could be anywhere between our like first and fourth most talented center back, who like might not be playing that much. That's fine. It, if it's Gio Reyna, I'm sorry. The coach needs to deal with that. Like, you guys can have other people. You can have Claudio talk to him on the side about being an asshole. But, like, you don't not play Gio because he's kind of a dick. He's too talented. Like, it's the Michael Jordan corollary, the Kobe Bryant corollary. Yeah, these guys are massive assholes. But they're but, the best guy you have. Yeah, I mean, like, like we can we can – you can be an you, you can you can be good and an asshole, or you can suck and be a nice guy. But if you're good and an asshole, you still play. And Gio yeah. needs to be playing. So let's let's go through the lineup. Um, and we'll and we'll actually do something that we normally don't do, which is we'll go through the England lineup just because we are so familiar with all of these players that I think that we we can sort of opine on them in a way that we don't normally. Yeah, it's basically um, these guys and probably Germany are the only two where we can go through like the whole roster. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe Brazil, but um, May, I thought about Brazil too, but I think they have a lot of domestic guys still. Like Germany's entire roster is pretty much either Premier League or Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah. Um. So okay. So so for uh for the the us um, we had Matt Turner in goal, and he, I mean, he had a really, really nice save the one time he was asked to make a nice save. Yes. Matt Turner um, was a uh, full stop, the correct decision to get all of these starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's been clear for a while, but like, I think that he really put a nice little, little bow on top of that discussion. Um, he's been the right choice. He's made like two questionable decisions where I've been kind of like, oh, but otherwise like, Having the goalie who is the best at stopping the shots was the right call. I'm going to say this about Matt Turner. The whole, like, for for, for years, literal years now, the, the argument has been, oh, yeah, he's a really good shot stopper, but he doesn't play well with the ball at his feet. He's not great at distribution. He was super comfortable with the ball at his feet today. He, he like, had a yeah, crossover. he came out. Yeah, he oh, came out. That was like, no, 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 don't. This is not the time to prove the hater's wrong, man. Get back in that. <laughs> he did, he did into the... triple coverage yeah. with, no, with no outlet. It's like, no, 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 no. You go back. You go back. You get rid of that ball. It was hilarious. Uh, and then he made like a very comfortable pass to, to Jedi on the wing and then got right. back to Bella. And like, it was totally unnecessary to do that. Like, there was no yes. reason to do that. It was 
the only analogy I can give you is, is um, dear listener, if, if you've ever played FIFA um, or if you play a lot of FIFA, occasionally in your life, you will have had a couple of beverages and you're playing online. And you're like, I, I want to say if, online. Yeah. This happens a lot. Yeah. I want to see if I can dribble through this guy with my goalie. And then you don't. And then you give up a goal. Um, yeah. Or it's either that or the other guy is up six goals and he's like, all right, can I get one for the goalie? Yeah, right. And you're like, um, yes, you can. I'm not that good at defense. Um, so, so, but anyways, I mean, Matt Turner played great. I, I can't think of a nervy moment from him. I can't think of a moment where I was like, outside of the that, dribbling. That's right. Yeah, right. that's the outside one where it's like, no! But, um, like, even even when he got pressed, like, there was a moment where he got pressed by, by Harry Kane, and I was like, ah! But he just, like, very calmly crossed over, kicked it out, and it was fine. Yeah. And that, that's he, like... Um, I was actually kind of worried because like the first, I think it was like the first 15 ish minutes. Uh, and I mean, really for the entire half, England was pressing up very high. Harry Kane was in Turner's face and, you know, the, the back line's face the entire time. And then they just kind of stopped doing that. And that's kind of when like America kind of managed to turn the tie around and kind of after the first, like I think I know that possession arrow greatly favors England in this match, but after the first 15 ish minutes, uh, I think that it was much more even than the stats are going to tell us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the 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 stats say the XG. Um, we 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 have the Paul Carr uh, earlier in this episode than we normally do, um, but the Paul Carr says that we we won on the XG battle, point six to point five. Um, yeah, which yeah, I that's mean, a like, tie. That, that's yeah, but like it also is like if if we think about like the best chance, right? Like the best chance of the game was probably the Weston McKinney miss. Um, and then the, the one second, where he got crossed yeah. in the middle and he skied it. Yes. Yeah. And then the, that the one second, should have been a goal. The, the, the second best chance was, was maybe Mason Mount's rip. And then you have the Polisic. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that, that it, it, it was, was Mount like, the one that went through uh, what's his face, his legs and got deflected off his thigh. No, Ring. that was Harry Kane. Okay. I thought that one was pretty solid too. Yeah. Reem was in the right place. Yeah. Well, uh, it was, it was Zimmerman. It was Zimmerman. Oh yeah. man. They look, unless you get like up close on their face, like, cause like the bullshit part is that they're three and 13 and they look like twins. Yeah. And it's a dick Re- move. I, I think Reem, I think Reem looks like facially much older. So like when you're much closer, it's a lot easier to tell. I know, but like still like, but like from far away, you're like, that's the same guy. I mean, like, it's, 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 what I'll say is that, like, um, there was, like, a, a meme going around Twitter where it's, like, the, the South Korea back line, they all have the same last name. Um, Including the goalie. They're all yeah, Kims. Yeah, all five are, have the last name Kim. Um, or, sorry, the, the, the family name Kim, technically in, in South Korean culture, the family name goes first. So that's why uh, Kim, Jim, Kim Jong-un is the son of Kim uh, Il-sun and so on and so forth. Um, so the family name goes first, uh, for Dragon Ball Z fans. That's why it's Son Goku and then Son Gohan. Right. Ah. Anyways. Um, the point is, is that like from, from far away, they are very, very hard to parse, but that brings us to our defenders across the back line. It was Dest, Zimmerman, Reem and Jedi. So I want to talk about Reem first, and I want to have a discussion about why it's important to have people who are good at their jobs when you're trying to be good at your job. Tim Ream, we did not see him for a year. Um, 
And he has been the best defender we have. He has been calm on the ball. He has been like to the point where England was pressing Walker Zimmerman. Like, like it was like a trigger ball got to Zimmerman and they, and they pressed. And yeah. when the ball got to Reem, they didn't, there was like a vague sense of, of, of either respect or understanding that like, that wasn't going to work. I think it's understand. I mean, he's been, he's in the premier league. He's right. been doing it's, this it's, to these guys all year. Bukayo Saka played a game against Tim Reem a couple of weeks ago. Um, right. Harry Kane played, played against him a couple of weeks ago. Mason Mount, you know, if he hasn't in the last couple of weeks, he will in a couple, like there's a respect factor there that, that also is an understanding that Tim Ream can play at this level because he does. Whereas Walker Zimmerman, evidently it's a question. Um, but I will say like the fact of the matter is, is that our, our backline gave up a goose egg again, you know, like we have given up zero goals in the run of play. That's sort of what you want your defense to do. One bad, bad angle taken by Walker Zimmerman. And that's, that's, that's that. So um, in terms of, but, but in terms of Walker Zimmerman, um, obviously he was, he was his normal good self in the air. Obviously he didn't get body too bad. I I did not think he had a good day. Um, I I thought he had as bad of a day as you can have while giving up zero goals as a central defender. Which I was like, going to say, I think it's hard to say that he did not have a good day based on, I mean, that's entirely outcome determinism, but yeah. zero but, goals, one hard shot on net, two hard shots on net. Like that's a one good of day. which he, just, he, he blocked. Right. Um, correct. But, but so the reason why I say it is because so much of this game was, was played either by England's center backs or ours. And I thought they had a, atrocious day as well but um but Tim Ream was able to unlock a couple of passes that that got somewhere and Tim Ream did have one dribble into the into the uh opponent's half into England's half that that triggered something and every time Zimmerman got the ball it was like I'm either passing it directly backwards or I'm 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 going to sort of lump it down and hope Tim Tim way I can be faster than whoever yeah. it was Luke Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like Tim, Tim way is about as fast as Luke Shaw, maybe a step faster, but like he didn't have a step ever. Um, so, so I thought Zimmerman played poorly. I thought Serginho Dest for moments in the, for, in the first half, I thought Serginho Dest like did that thing where you watch him and you're like, how is he not starting for the best team in the world? Like yeah. how, how, and then in the second half, he was borderline unplayable, which is just the book on Serginho Dest. Um, Correct. which is that like when he's engaged, he is as good as anyone. And when he is either tired or not engaged or whatever, or hurt, he's just not playable. So did you watch when he actually came off? He was livid. Okay. So I was going to say, is, is he met? So it seemed like he was okay with coming off. It seemed like someone he got said mad. Something. No, I was just say, it seemed like he got mad when he realized he was coming off for Shaq. Oh, you think so? He looked okay with coming off. He, I didn't see him get upset till he like looked up and saw who was coming on, which like I mean, I could be reading into it. It could definitely be somebody said something to him, but I thought that he was like, okay, fine. Like, yeah, I, I need the break or whatever. And then he's like, this month, this mother, this is the dude you think can do what I can do. And like, the, the thing is nobody can do what he can do, but like, I, I think well, that he can't do what he can do. Half the time. A third right? of the time. Yeah. Um, But like, I, I think that it's just like, 
you look at the the right back options, right? Like in two games, we've we've pulled off Serginho Dest. And in yep. once once we went Yedlin, once we went more, and both times it didn't matter. Like they were not at the level. And I thought Moore played well given what Shaq Moore can do. <laughs> Right. Like he what Shaq Moore is. Yeah. Yeah. Like he like, like and again, like we talked about this last time about when you judge and grade a player, do you grade them based on what you ask them to do and what they can do? Because that was a fine Shaq Moore day. Like he got the ball forward when he got it forward. He randomly closed his eyes and kicked it into the, the center of the box and nothing happened. And he didn't get burned because he's fast enough to deal with. Yeah, I guess it was Jack Grealish. Um, and that was that. And yeah, and so. Jack- Grealish looked – I'm glad that they didn't start Grealish. Grealish, Grealish looked a lot more dangerous than so, so, what so, they had. And and the last thing I want to say is that Jedi Robinson is fast as hell. And, like, having him be fast, fast – in the tournament. Like, it's it's something. Watching him, like – because, like, we've seen him be faster than CONCACAF, but there's, like, there's an element of, like, yeah, but who cares? But he's he's dusting England's national team. <laughs> Like yeah. no problem getting past folks, um, and 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 not slow folks. Bukayo Saka is not slow. Um, no, uh, he, and, Jedi Robinson has been the fastest player at the World Cup so far. We have two of the top, I think eight. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's Tyler's I mean, the other that's one. Kind of, I believe so. I believe he's down at like six or something like that. Um, but I mean, that's kind of like the book on American soccer, right? Like we're just gonna athleticize you, athletics you. Athleticism, you. Um, I'm. A, I'm also. I found it kind of interesting. Uh, we haven't seen Scally at all yet, which I. I mean, again, like Burr it's Holzer hard to predict. Trust him. It's Burr hard Holzer to predict Berhalter, but like you would think Scally, who is a game in game in starter at the uh, at the in the Bundesliga, would be a uh, choice before Shaq Moore or Colin Acosta. So, but so I have a theory that um, Scally is here in a Jedi gets hurt and we need to start someone at left back and only yeah, that. that. I mean, that would make sense. Also, I mean, it also kind of makes sense. Like if you know that you have a, ro- a tight rotation of players, the bat, the bottom, you know, a couple of guys on this roster that are, you know, under 24, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, this is your internship. This is your summer association. Luca, Luca, you're here, you're on the plane, but no. Figure out how to figure out how to approach every game because you're going to go 270 in group stage next in four years. Right. Um, so, although probably not because uh, MMA are well, still here. But yeah, I, I, I suppose like this is as good a time as any to talk about England's attackers. So they went um, Sterling Kane and uh, Saka across the top. Um, yep. Jack Grealish came in um, for for. Uh, for Sterling, and then um, Rashford came on for Saka. Oh, oh. no, we'll we'll talk about the midfield after. Um, but so between Rashford, Sterling, Saka, and Grealish, um, I want to give all of the credit to our defenders because that group, that group of five, the five guys I just mentioned, are probably worth on the transfer market five hundred million pounds. Collectively, correct. Four hundred, five hundred, six hundred, like what? No, five, five hundred. You know, um, and our back line just completely shut them down. Harry Kane had one opportunity, maybe two. He had a header that went wide, but I thought Turner was all over it. it wasn't like a great header, um, off a set piece. And beyond that, I, I mean, I watch a lot of Harry Kane. 
right? I'm a Spurs fan. I watch a lot of Harry Kane. And I can't think of one time where Harry Kane did his thing, where he just like sort of bossed the center backs or otherwise like dropped in so deep that it screwed with defensive principles. Like say what you will about Burhalter, and we have said all of it, but the dude knows how to create a defense. Like he knows how to design a defense to not give up goals. Um, and I think, I think that the, the, the way that that went down, um, Sterling did nothing against Serginio Dest. Nothing. I can't remember no. Sterling doing one thing. He, he had one dribble. No. He had one dribble. Raheem Sterling, Raheem Sterling was completely invisible. Saka until, until the, the Henderson sub and yep. only, but like from the Henderson sub until the Aronson sub or, or the Shaq Moore sub rather. Um, Bukayo Saka did nothing. And like, you're talking about elite, elite players, right? Like if you yeah. talk about like the top, I don't know, call it 20 wingers in the world, 10 wingers. Well, I mean, the best way, the best way, best way to call it, I know the EPL doesn't do this, but we're talking about like pretty much everybody on uh, England's attack is either first, second, or third team all EPL. Right. It's just like um, the best way to put it. Right. They're, they're, they are all pro bowl players. Correct. Um, and and our defense just sort of handled it. And I think a lot of that was Jedi and Serginho did not get forward as much as I think they would normally have wanted to. Um, but yeah. look, you play the game. You play the game. And I thought Dest and jo- Robinson, both of whom are not known as defenders, that's not why they're here. They h- held up. And I-, I do have to say, just sort of talking about Serginho Dest again, there was so much crap about him over the last like year and a half. Like, oh, is he good enough defensive, blah, 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 blah. We've seen him try defensively like three times. Four times. Four times, right? And what we saw was he completely shut down Alfonso Davies. He completely shut down Raheem Sterling. <laughs> he completely, you know, essentially shut down um, Diego Linez. And, I, I, you know, I'm sure there's another time that he cared. But, like, Gareth, uh, Gareth was on the other side. So, like, I'm not going to give him a ton of credit for Harry Wilson. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, um, I, I mean, he he is a classic example of playing to his competition. Yeah, Serginho only gets up when it's like somebody is will, like England when he can or, talk <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, when he can talk shit. When it's like, oh yeah, you have Alfonso Davies. Watch this. But when it's like, oh yeah, you have Harry Wilson. It's like I don't. I, I don't I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> and we like sixty percent. Yeah, like it's a it's almost concerning going into this game against Iran because it's like he doesn't know who any of those people are. <laughs> no. I'm not convinced he knows where Iran is. Uh, I think that if you asked Serginho Dest where Iran is, he would say, I don't know, that way. Middle East. Middle East. Yeah, and Middle like, East. Technically not correct. So what is it border? I don't know. Yeah, like like give me a border of Iran, Serginho. And he would be like, mm, Mediterranean Sea. Ah, so close. No. Yeah, because he actually he would know where the Mediterranean Sea is right. probably well, before he, he knows where any of the other countries are. So yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but like the fact of the matter is is that he played he played so well. I'm so it's like there are levels to this, right? Like there are like levels of talent and ability. And Serginho Dest's level is so much higher than than our other right backs or other or you know, a lot of our other players. But I mean he plays to his full potential. Serginho Dest is a Top He's three player on the USMNT ever, <laughs> ever. Well, I, I don't know about like his I, I don't know about that because like his, all three of our 
No, but like his potential is best, best right back. Sure, but like ever. Geo, Geo, Christian, his is Tyler right. Adams. Right. Like, there's like five guys on this team where it's like if you play to your full, full potential, you are a top five USMNT player ever. Right, but if all of them do that, then we're in really great shape because. The fact of the matter is, is that their talent level is Champions League level. And do you know, want to know where you can watch the Champions League? Uh, Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more fired in soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Boys. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazo. Uh, so I think that that it's it's probably worth mentioning here that prior to this tournament, um, there was a ton of Tyler Adams discourse, and we mostly stayed out of it because we were we have always been of the opinion that Tyler is the most important player for America, not the best, right? Like like we've always said. He needs to play 270. He's super important. But like a lot of people out there were like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we should go with just Musa McKenney uh, and, and not play Adams. Maybe we should play him elsewhere. Well, I want everybody who had those opinions to apologize. I want I want those opinions apologized for. I, I, I don't need it. I want it. Because the fact of the matter is, is that Tyler Adams was the best midfielder in this game. In a game against a midfield of Jude Bellingham, and Mason Mount, and Declan Rice, and Eunice Musa, and Weston McKinney. Tyler Adams okay, was the best. Okay, you named like three good players. I mean, do you want to do it a different way? In a game that included no, I don't want it. I don't, starting I don't players want it. No. from Juventus, Valencia, Chelsea, Dortmund, and I mean West Ham, but you know, it's fine. I mean, Declan Rice is like heavily overrated. So is Mason Mount. But the fact yes. is, is that I, I thought Tyler played so well. I can't like I can't think of a wrong step he made, including including the time where he he tracked back on like like there was a turnover in the midfield and it got Jedi was super far up the field and Saka had yeah. free reign and Tyler yeah. Adams like went full like full out sprint and closed it down and just like was yeah. not a problem and then like the the lovely player that he is and the American that he is. He immediately put his head up and started barking. I was going to say, started yelling at everybody. <laughs> Just yelling at everybody. Like, like, and, it, and, and what it reminds me of is, and, and I know we've used this analogy before, but like, he looks like a, a safety 
who like went like like sprinted across the field, broke up a pass, and then immediately starts yelling at the cornerback, like, "What are you doing?" Yes, him and uh, him and Pickford were both like Just, I thought they one of them were they were racing towards an aneurysm. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about Pickford in a second, but, um, in terms of the midfield, look, McKenney had put himself in a position to score a great goal. Um, Musa, I thought played really, really well. And obviously Tyler played, played really, really well. Like our midfield was better than theirs. And that's, that's like not a thing that happens. Like we're not supposed to have a, 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 a midfield that can hold up to that. Like you can say, like a comparable oh, midfield yeah. to England, yeah, yeah, and like, and, and it wasn't an athleticism thing. It's not like we out out athletic them in the middle. It was just like we were as good as they were. Like we we could hold on to the ball, we could dribble as well, we could spray the ball around, like whatever. Also, for as much as we clown on England at major international tournaments, I mean, let's not forget they came in as a top five favorite, if not you know higher in this World Cup. Like holding hanging with England is nothing to be ashamed of. No, I mean, like, and, and like, especially the game within the game, because you always say to yourself, like, okay, like, can, like, it's not that Amer- can America, like, be one through 11 good. It's can each aspect of the game, can we hold up or, or find a, an advantage? And where we usually were let down prior to this group was in the midfield, because it's like, okay, like, you have Will Trapp and Michael Bradley, like, and okay, like, you're not going to ha- hang with these teams, but like, Tyler, Wes, and and Eunice like hang, and so we still don't yeah. have we still don't have the depth, which is why Brendan Aronson is playing as the, our backup midfielder and Kellen Acosta. Right, but I, I, I don't think that's. I mean, I don't think that's. I mean, I don't think Aronson playing as the backup midfielder is as big of an issue as it as it has been elsewhere, or uh, as it has seemed at times. I think that because he has such a high motor and he's just willing to fly all all over the field. I, it kind of papers over his, uh, you know, lack of, lack of experience in the midfield. And tech, like lack of technical abilities. Like, I think you're right. But like what That's, I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying is that like, I think that in four years, ideally those, those backup eights are not guy playing out of position and guy Luca Del Torre and Kellen Acosta. You have, sure. you know, who knows who it's going to be. You know, we, we talked last time, I think, or, or, or a couple times ago about Alex Mendez and, Richie Ledesma and, and, you know, Jack McGlynn is a guy who, who you could see doing it. Tanner Tessman, Gianluca Busio. In four years, those guys are going to be able to set a floor that you can actually have backups instead of Brendan Aronson just being really, really annoying at defense. Um, although he had, yeah. he, had a, he had a really nice turn and dribble in this game. Yeah. Um, he's played very well. And I think that, I think that he's going to end up being a, uh, you know, victim of circumstance, which is unfortunate because we've asked him to do a lot in both like the buildup, like the qualifying for this tournament. And he's honestly had to do a lot in this game where he's played, he's coming as a sub, super sub both times to play in a position he doesn't play for his club. And he's played at least passable, which is, I mean, all you can really ask for from him. From him. And I don't know if everything goes correctly. Like, I don't know if he's even going to sniff the roster in 26, which is, you know, not very fair to him, but. That's kind of how the that's how kind of how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I mean, you you can you can see a, a scenario in which our four wingers are the same, but you could also see a scenario in which, you know, you you have kids who are who you know, Cade Cowell is is potentially a faster version of Brendan Aronson, and if he can put it together, who knows? His younger brother, well, Paxton, and let's even, who knows? I was going to say, like, there are kids that are potentially fourteen years old right now that might 
have developed to the, I don't, I don't think they would start, but like backup winger, that's not, that's not unheard of, especially considering the talent we have coming up through the academies. And as you know, we kind of shift more towards um, putting resources into our younger players. Like it's not unheard of that a 14 or 15 a kid that's 14 or 15 year, years old right now might progress to the point of being a solid backup winger in four years. Right. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting, but I think Brendan, um, played great, like given who he is and given the role that he's being asked to play, which is come in when Wes can't go anymore. Um, yeah, it's, it's been really, really good. Um, the problem, the problem is, is that we don't have he's another just talented. person. Well, well, and he's just not as talented for like, for what we're asking from him. I think that Brendan Aronson has given us an A tournament so far. Um, for what you would ask normally of a backup midfielder, it's like a C, but again, like this isn't his bag. This isn't what he should be. This isn't what we should be asking him to do. So you're going to take the best effort you can. And there's nothing really more. Yeah. So, but, but in terms of our midfield, in terms of their midfield, um, I thought Mason Mount played fine ish. He's, he's just not very good, which is like sort of, the point um them bringing off jude bellingham before mason mount or uh declan rice shows me that gareth southgate doesn't really understand his team um you know bringing on henderson it made sense because you needed you needed that sort of calming presence and when he came in the game did shift um jordan henderson is was someone who came in and did change the game for five six minutes um until until america sort of like regrouped woke back up yeah yeah um but he's kind of and this is this is going to sound very weird because obviously there's a large discrepancy between their games but uh jordan henderson kind of plays the role for england that honestly like kind of kellen acosta plays for us like you send him in it's like your job is to settle down be the adult you like you need to regroup everybody the difference Uh, is just yeah, the difference is, is that versus Jordan Henderson MLS. is a is a is a Liverpool captain and Kellen Acosta um struggles at Got to, traded. to start every yeah. game for LAFC. Um yes. so that that's a slight difference. Um and in terms so 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 that brings us to to the attack, um, which was across uh, the front line, Polisic, um, Haji Wright in a in a surprise, and uh Tim Weah. Um so I I thought that. Polisic really, I, I, he's pressing and like, look, he had the, yes. he had the best shot on goal. If that, if that, yes. if that ball is what quarter of an inch down, it's a goal. Um, uh, I, Henderson or uh, not Henderson Pickford, Pickford just missed that ball. I'm, I think, I, I think he put it right where he needed to. And I think that, I don't think that was going in regardless. Cause I think that if it was a quarter inch lower, I think Pickford gets his hands on it and goes high. Uh, but I mean, that's not to take away like, I didn't think that's what he was going to go for when he, when he made that extra touch and, just, and then he just ripped it. He just ripped it. Yeah. Um, and, but the thing is with him is that it's like, it's frustrating. And I, I, I like, it's like you, you begin to see what the Chelsea fans are saying and they have their own bullshit, but like, it's like, just play the one touch pass. Yeah. Make I the also, run in I mean, honestly, I kind of like the fact that he decided to YOLO. No, that was great. That was great. Yeah, but I mean that kind of sh- like that kind of shows that he's not like that wasn't an overthinking. That was I think I have this in space, and I'd rather I'd rather you think that you have some space than like be hesitant and like wait too long with the ball. If you think you got it, rip it. Worst case scenario, like big deal. It's a goal kick. Yeah, no, no. I I was really happy with that decision, but he he did the thing that he always does, which is taking two, three, four 
dribbles every single time he gets the ball. Um, mm-hmm. And and what ends up happening is he he just slows down the game. Um, yeah. So so the but but look, that's not to take away from the fact that a we don't get this far without him. We don't have anybody who can take him out, and and that's like an important in in all of these discussions about him. There's never there's never the secondary argument, which is or what, right? Like oh, Christian needs to no, stop we- doing that. There is no or what. The or what is nothing. I mean, we we do. We do. We just, it's there's no. Paul Ariola. It's, no, it's Gio Reyna. But like, we, we can't depend on his health. And also, if it's Gio Reyna, then it's like, okay, then great. When was the last time, like you said, when was the last time we could count on Gio Reyna to play three games in 12 days? Right. The problem is that both of them, like if 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 we could turn both of them into one player, this would be great. But we can't like they can't agree to be healthy at the same time. So they can't like compliment each other. So it's just kind of an issue. Yeah. Um, Gio Reyna. I say that like, it's like back, it's like, it's like back room negotiations. Like, ah, yes, your turn. (laughs) Um, It it was sort of like the, uh, the, the first like year of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, where they like, didn't really know how to play with each other. And so they were just like, yes. Okay. Second quarter is yours. Have fun. Go try and score as many points as you can. Um, But obviously Christian, like he was really up for this game. Um, and, and he, he's again, like all you can say about our team is that they stared it in the eye, right? Like we didn't back down. We didn't counter. We didn't bunker. Oh, now is probably the point where we say Greg Berhalter made a tactical shift that was brilliant and kept carrot Southgate completely confused for like a solid 45 minutes. Um, switching our defense from a four, three, three to a four, four, two with, um, with Christian as a winger, instead of a pressing forward was phenomenal. Like England, like you saw it, like you saw Harry Maguire and John Stones passing back to back and forth to each other, just being like, this, this isn't, this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. And like, I get, I get this a little bit because um, as a coach, sometimes you like, you game plan something and you tell your kids, all right, here's where the openings are going to be. This is where you want to get the ball, blah, blah, blah. And then they come out and completely different. And you're like, oh, okay. So we've worked on this before. Like the England players have played against a four four two mid block before. I promise. Sure. Yeah. They're professionals. Like they, they've seen this before, but like, it was like the light could not go on. They were like, but I'm supposed to go there, but there's a guy there. There was supposed to be room on the wings and there is no room on the wings. Where am I supposed to go? And it's like, yeah, they're also confused because usually when they play Chelsea in the premier league, uh, Christian is playing as a wing back. So like, ah, why is he so far up? This is wrong. <laughs> um, so I, I thought Haji, right. Like I, I didn't hate the decision to go with him because I think that he's probably our best transition um, striker of the three that we have. Um, yeah. you know, he's the fastest, whatever. I didn't think he did anything. He had one header. No. He had one header go wide. That wasn't particularly close. Um, I think I, he had one good foul where he was like set up in the middle and somebody just missed the pass. But otherwise, I mean, yeah, the best thing you can say about him was that he didn't hurt us, which I'm like, I mean – Again, like against if you told me that before England, like before we play England, you're like, oh yeah, that's good. Like we we want guys that aren't going to hurt us against England. Yeah, and like I I think like at this point, all of the the striker discourse, all the nine discourse, like assumed that the system would would allow for anybody to make a difference. But we've now seen two games where our yeah, uh, we've seen two games now where like we could have had Holland up top and it wouldn't made a difference. We just don't like it's not part of the system. And, no. and look, like maybe part of that is Greg Berhalter designing a system to mitigate our biggest flaw, which 
fine. Sure. Sure. Great. Uh, that's what I mean. If that's the case, then you know we all owe him an apology because we think that he's just randomly spinning a roulette wheel, but really he's building it out so that his wings take more responsibility, which takes let takes more pressure off or takes you know puts less pressure on the on the nine. Which, if, if that's true, that's a brilliant tactical decision because that's yeah. what you need to do with the roster that he was given. Um, but it's, you're right; it does seem pretty clear that not only is our I mean, our offense is pretty much to try and build up the sides, but realistically, it's to build up the right side, get up the right side, try to cross it in and hope that it gets to somebody's foot. To Christian. Forehead. Hope hope that it gets to Christian and hope that he puts it away. Or in this, in this game, it was hope that it gets to Weston and hope that Weston put yeah. it away. And he didn't. And fine, yeah. whatever. Like, we're, I'm, I'm not going to get into to, to finishing discourse. It's dumb. It doesn't matter. But like, it didn't come off. It right. does matter. It, do, it does matter. Goals matter. You want to score goals. This is, you this do is, want this to score goals. Yes, you do yes. want to score goals. Um, like, as much as we want to brush it aside, scoring goals matters. Like, I, I understand that, you know, <laughs> we've been a very good defensive team lately, but, like, scoring goals is good. You should want to score goals. You should want to score goals. Um, so, the the other thing is about, about our forwards. Um, Gio came on. He didn't have enough time to do stuff. Okay. No. Um, but I thought it was super interesting that Josh Sargent came on, which means that we've now got two games where we've got two starters, two subs for, for, um, center forward. And it's been Josh Sargent, who hasn't been with the team for a year, and Haji Wright, who is with the team once. And like, I, I look, I, you know, call ups, it is what it is, blah, 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 whatever. Um, that's notable to me. It is notable to me that like when, when push came to shove, Burhalter is like, Jesus Ferrer can't do it. I was going to say, I think it's, I don't think that's as noticeable or notable as the lack of Jesus Ferreira. That's what I'm um, saying. Like, that's what I yeah, think is the lack of, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big indictment on Jesus Ferreira, in my opinion. Um, unless, I mean, honestly, and this is complete conjecture when we've done this a couple of times, like say with the Tim Ream thing, unless Burhalter always knew these are going to be my two guys. Like I don't need to bring them to camps because I need to see what Pepe and Ferreira can do. But that I feel like that's a little too like galaxy. Like that's too that's giving too much credit. That's too much of a galaxy brain thought. Like I I just think that he got to this stage and he's like I think I don't think you can handle this. I think I need to go with go with the adults. Right. In, Adult, in, air quotes adults. I, I think both of them are. I, I I don't know who's the oldest. Twenty four ish. Yeah. Every every I think Haji's the oldest. Then Josh. Then Ferreira. I think because Haji is the class with like Christian, those guys, and yeah, they're so like all like 24 ish. 23, 24. And I think Sargent is, I think Haji's 24, 25. Sargent is 23, 24. And Ferreira is like 18, 19, right? I think, I think Sargent's 22, but yes, I think, I think, okay. and Ferreira is like 20 or 21. Um, I confuse Ferreira and Pepe's age all the time. Yeah. So Pepe's, Pepe's the younger one, but. Um, okay. Sorry. So I, I think like. Sorry to the listener, not to you. <laughs> Um, and then in terms of the back line for, for England, you had um, Maguire Stones as your center backs. Um, Trippier, Trippier, is the art pronounced in that? It shouldn't be. Um, so I, I always say Trippier. Um, yeah, but I heard the announcer say a, Trippier. I mean, that would make sense because Kieran Trippier, uh, Trippier is a very French name. Kieran Trippier is like a... Midlands, that's a Welshman that came. Yeah, I think that's a Welshman <laughs> that came over. Um, and then uh, and then Luke Shaw 
Um, I, I thought that, that, that they were fine. I thought Harry, Harry Maguire had like one stupid Harry Maguire moment, but like beyond that. Okay. Not to be racist, but there, there is no difference between Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw and John Stone. They are the same person. Uh, there, there were a couple of times where I looked up and I was like, well, and, and also Declan Rice, um, at, where I like looked at and someone, Declan Rice. And the only reason Harry is like distinguishable is because he has like got the distinctive widow's peak. Otherwise, yeah. he is the exact like Harry Maguire. If you just switch hair colors, I don't think you could tell the difference. I there, there were a couple of times where I was like, why is Harry Maguire so far? From, oh, that's Declan Rice. <laughs> he was pretty far. I mean, Harry Maguire did play or not Harry Maguire. God damn it. Harry Kane was playing like pretty far back for some of the at least at the end of this first half, he I saw I saw him getting very far back. But yeah, like they're the, they're the same person. They're all like copy paste, uh, typical English. Yeah, name. yeah. Just just a whole bunch of like yeah, we have one of an them extra from Monty Python. It's just like you guys are all the same. Person. It's fine. Um. So and then Jordan Pickford was in gold for them. Um. He did his normal Jordan Pickford thing. Um. But I I think that like sort of looking at this and then we'll we'll sort of we'll go forward to 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 previewing ish Iran and then we have uh, a listener question um on the uh, Twitters but um I think just to put put a bow on this look you would have loved to have gotten a goal goals are great like you said goals are good we want goals um but I thought that that you give a lot of credit to Berhalter for for coming up with the tactics necessary to to do what needed to be done here which was to get a point and now it's very simple. Yeah. Now it's very simple. You have to be balls to the wall attacking against Iran. Um, yeah, so I mean, th- that's this kind of point, though, too, right? Like a point here gives us a very clear path to second, to, to advance at least, maybe not second place in the group, where, whereby had we not scored, you know, we would have had to have beaten Iran and had to do it with like goal differential and everything. Here. Right. Now it's beat Iran, you're in. You have like a very, very clear directive. You have to score more goals than they do. Yeah, and that's it. Um, and that's it. So um, that brings us to a uh, to listener question. Uh, Karen Sagar, uh, who called me a she, I think, um, which which might you have are. just been. I was going to say gender is a construct, but um, also uh, if my voice is is like that, then um, noted. But um, Karen I, said, I think that was more. A, I think that was more of a critique of Asa's and Bronjo's name than you sound like a girl. Fair. That's fair. Um, so how much of this game was us being good and Southgate, Southgate not trying to win? And how does this match translate to the situation we'd be in versus Iran? So um, I think that Southgate was trying to win. I mean, it, it's very clear when he's not trying to win. He goes with that three back and he plays a mid to low block and he just sort of sits back and waits for you to do something. Um, and he he played an attacking lineup. He didn't start Phillips. He started Bellingham. He didn't start for the first 70, 80 minutes. Yeah. At towards the end, it was very clear that they were bunkering and they're like, whatever, we're England. We have to work. We'll take we the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so at 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 the outset, I, I thought this was sort of an in in a bright lineup for England, although playing um Trippier instead of Trent Arnold Alexander says something either 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 that says that they were they were trying to just sort of not give up a goal. Or it's possible Southgate understands what Christian Pulisic has done to Trent Arnold Alexander. Um, like he's, he's seen it and he understands. So tough to say. And I, 
I know you're not a fan of form or whatever, but Trippier has pl- been playing very well in the Premier League for Newcastle this season so far. So he yeah. might have just been – that good. might just be like a just, confidence thing. Just to be clear, he's very good. Um, yes. So, so like, I, I'm not saying, like, it's, like, obvious that you should have started Trent, but, like, this seems like a game where you could have – you could have exploited some of America's sort of attacking weaknesses by playing Trent. Um, but but I think how it translates to Iran is that we can't come out the way that we have against Iran. I think that you need to have a cutting edge here. And whether that means playing Ferreira, who, who's obviously much more willing to combine and play those sort of one-twos, um, whether that's starting Reina, um, yeah, you know, Something needs to to shift because on Tuesday that game's at at two p.m. Eastern again. Um, on Tuesday, um, you need to go out and score, and you need to go out and score more than Iran does. Um, and yes. you have not been able to do that consistently. I mean, when was the last time we won a game? It's been a while, you know, since we since we've had a game where we six months where we where we played well, won, and scored right? Like multiple goals. And I think you have to go into that game saying, okay, we need two to three goals. Um, not because you think that Iran's going to score, but more so because you think, okay, like if we don't get those goals, um, you know, they we can are get, going home. They can, right. And they can get, you know, sort of, sort of a last second, whatever. So I think that the tactics become hyper aggressive, um, which is not where we have been successful. <laughs> Um, we have been successful as sort of no. a, a, a underdog countering team and there will be yes. no room for that. The last time we had to play a game like this um, that I can think of was, was towards the end of qualifying. And we like, were in the mud. Um, you know, we were, we were sort of stuck in the mud, but um, the last time I, I, I will note here that the last time we won a game um, was against Granada. Um Six months ago? Six, five months ago. Yeah. Um, beginning of June. So like not great really. Um, but hopefully, look, hopefully we, there's a sense of urgency. We know what we have to do. There's no, like, maybe we can draw. Nope. It's win in tie or lose out. And it's very simple. Mm -hmm. And I think that that sort of forces Burhalter, um, to, to do what, what needs to be done, which is to go out and win. Um, and say what you will about Burhalter, when push comes to shove, he has shown himself to be pretty pragmatic. Um, you know, he 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 has all these sort of highfalutin ideas about, oh, this is the way, blah, 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 blah. But then he comes out against England and he's like, nah, screw you. We're playing a mid-block 4-4-2. Deal with it. Like, we're not 4-3-3 pressing. We're not, blah, blah, blah. Nope, we're going to 4-4-2 and we're going to mid-block and best of luck. Um, so I think I think going into this, all you could have asked for. And Ben before in our, in our world cup preview said, all I want is, is for that game against Iran to matter. Right. Like all I want is for us, for that to, to be meaningful game. And the fact is, is that you win, you're in. That's sort of all you can ask for. Um, So dear listener, this is going to be uh, released, I guess, Friday night. Um, We'll be back for our normal Sunday, uh, Sunday college football uh, happiness and fun. Roundup. Um, uh, no, that's going to be a very sad. That's going to be a very sad yeah, episode. It's going to have like a Baylor's already lost. Uh, Blake Corum is questionable. Penn State is playing for a New Year's Six Bowl, and Michigan State just had eight, pl- seven players charged. That's going to be a sad pod. That's not um, going to be. Great. I mean, not only win and you're in, but like win and 
first place in the group is not out of reach yet. No, I mean, if you if you win and Wales beats England, Wales wins, yep. which is not impossible, not likely, but it's not impossible because I think England is through regardless. If yes, because of because of goal differential. So I think that they're through barring some sort of massive, massive catastrophe. Yeah, they'd have to lose by more than four goals to Wales. Yeah. Actually, they'd have to lose by four goals to Wales. So, okay. (laughs) Like, that seems pretty unlikely to me. Um, Considering Wales has scored one goal total across two matches? Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that it's possible that Wales wins that game, you know. Honestly, if England does not advance, uh, we need to come up with a new 3-1 or 28-3 meme because that is, that is a choke job of the highest yeah. order. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty big, but, um, especially considering it's coming against Wales. Right. Like that would be real bad. That's losing. To London will burn. Yeah. That's losing to Central. That's like, you cannot lose those games in your backyard. Um, not only that, but like, there's like a geopolitical underpinning there too. Like, yeah. They get to be your king now. You don't get King Charles anymore. You get the no, King Welsh. King, King That's, Cyprium. Those are the rules. Cyprum. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. David. Yeah, sure. Um, what but, Welsh uh, name I know? Gareth, probably. Um, but uh, uh, if you want to find my uh, my co-host, you can find him on Twitter at MrMojoRising89. You can find me at Diamonds Esquire. You can find all of us at TLSTDS. Yep. No underscores, no N. Just TLSTDS. Um, you, uh, thank you to our sponsors smith workforce management group as well as whoever blue air decided to put in paramount plus um yingling hopefully um please like subscribe share tell your friends tell your local british person who's probably pretty annoyed at the outcome of that game um and obviously dear listener we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you so thank you so much and we will see you next time Podcast Network.